Well, we're glad summer's here, aren't we? Hey, what is going on? Anyways, uh, hey, we're glad you're here this morning. And, um, you know, we'll look at God's word today on what to, what to do when we're spiritually empty. And I think uh, there's times that all of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we're even going to look at a great uh, person in the Bible that was, that uh, you get to those places. What do you do when you're uh, spiritually empty and, and you're just not sure what's going to happen, what's working, what's going on in your life, what's your future look like? We're going to look to the Lord, to his word, and uh, hopefully you'll be encouraged to his word today. Let's pray. Father, Lord, in the busyness, uh, the loneliness, the difficulties, the complexity of our lives today, uh, Lord, may we just take a deep breath, know that you're in control, and know what we can do when we get to the place to where we feel spiritually empty. Father, we're thankful that there's always an answer, even though we might not see it right now. There's always an answer, Jesus, in you and the power of your word that directs us. Lord, we'll give you the praise for what you're going to do today. Lord, forgive me, Lord, and anything I can be a vessel that's used for you. Father, the hearts today, Lord, speak to each and every one of us the same way, but also in a different way that we all need personally. Um, Lord, you know what we're going through, and I just pray that you would just encourage those today that are here. You've brought them here for such a time, this day, this time, uh, to worship you. Lord, we've done that, to hear from your word. Father, just use your word in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to turn to, to uh, Matthew chapter 11. We're going to look at that in just a minute. But, you know, I don't, isn't it amazing how between smartphones internet, the computer, <clears throat> all the different things, you know, uh, you know, the big thing, you know, when it came on the scene years ago was the fax machine, you know, boy, that was a big deal, wasn't it? I didn't even think anybody uses fax machines anymore. Something's always faster, getting us there quicker. And has it changed, has it helped society? And has it changed the complexity of, of all the things that are going wrong with the, our world and everything that you and I deal with personally? We've gotten busier. And by getting busier, it still uh, hasn't helped. You know, I, I was thinking uh, there's a couple ladies, and I'm not going to say who they are in our congregation, but in the fellowship here, but there's a couple ladies in here. And that are middle-aged, and, uh, uh, you know, I got in trouble uh, a couple of weeks ago. If you were here, I, bought, I said older ladies, and then I said a certain age. Boy, did I get it. I just learned a very valuable lesson from that. That's all I can Right now, I better, where's Ben? He better, am I right? All right, I think I'm all right here. So anyway, so see, it's, you know, I'm getting warned already through the microphone about don't say age of someone. But, uh, you know, there, there was, there's two ladies in our congregation, and both of them uh, have been to nursing school and, and so forth. And the thing that I, that I learned is seen by watching both of them. It's unbelievable. They both have little kids, uh, married, they're, they're, all the activity you have with kids, they both have, have, have worked at least 
full-time, of course, everything they do in the house, plus part-time outside the house, and going to nursing school, and doing all this, and, and, and I'm just like, with both these ladies, I'm like, gee, you know, I'm just tired looking at their schedules. And uh, what do we do to, to, to get the place to where, because when we get so busy, like all of you are, doesn't matter where you're at, you're, your mind might be going 100 miles an hour. You might be not as busy as you are physically as you are right here. And so what do we do when we get to a place to where we are, we're, that, that we're, we're spiritually empty? Because here's what happens. What, what all of you have done is, if I asked you to raise your hand, probably everybody here would, would say they have. You know, most of us at one time or another have run out of gas. You know, now as I'm saying that, you're probably thinking about the time that you ran out of gas. What did you do? What's, what, what did you do when you ran out of gas? Well, what do you think I did? I went and got a gas tank. No, what, is, what did you do? What's well, the first thing that you did if you were out somewhere? You either went, did, if you're old enough, you had to go to a pay phone, okay? Find a pay phone somewhere. Young, young people are going, what's a, what's a pay phone, you know? You gotta, you had to, have you noticed that? I, I don't know if there's, I don't think there's any pay phones anywhere. Around the different hospitals, you see those blue lights, you know? They have light, they have a special phone there. But... Other than that, there's no payphone. What? So, but what do you what do you do now? You immediately call somebody. That's before you know you've already know you've run out of gas. You call someone so you can go get the gas. That's what we do. We forget sometimes. It's so easy. What do we do? What do you do in your life and my life? When we, when we run out of gas. What, what do we do? You know what we do? What all of us do? We just keep going. Spiritually, physically, whatever. You know, we, we keep going. Uh, you know, when you, when you do that with your car, with your vehicle, you, you don't have a choice. You have to stop and you have to call somebody. We don't do that. We just keep going. What we've got to recognize today that all of us are spiritual beings. And we all have that point in time, I don't care who you are, you have that point in time to where you're, you're running low, you, you, you know where you're at, you can see the gauge, and, and what, what do we have to do? What are we supposed to do? Great lesson that we learned from, I'm not gonna read all the portion of scripture, but uh, let me give you a little background of John the Baptist. John the Baptist, we know, um, was the one who uh, in the Jordan River baptized Jesus as he started his, his earthly ministry at 30 years of age. He is the one that God chose John the Baptist, greatest of the prophets, to baptize Jesus in the Jordan River. God said, this is my son who am I well pleased. Let me say it again. God chose John the Baptist to baptize his son in the Jordan River. Guess what? We're going to read a portion of scripture that this great prophet, this great person that we know who lived for the Lord was discouraged. So I want you to know today, see, this is what the devil does. If you're a believer and you know Jesus, this is what, this is what he'll say to you. Well, if you know Jesus and you have the Bible and you know this, it, 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 and, and, well, what, it's not working, is it? 
See how the devil works? I want, you to, I want to give you the freedom today to know that it's okay to know where you're at. You just got to know who to call upon. That's what you got to do. Recognize that it's okay to be. I was reading this portion of scripture that, that we're reading, and, and a theologian was trying to get around the fact that where John the Baptist was, we're going to read, he's in prison now because he was preaching the gospel about Jesus. And he's discouraged. And this one theologian was trying to get around, well, you know, uh, it says this and it says that, but this is a theologian. But, you know, I, I sure hope he wasn't discouraged. Well, what, do, what do you mean you hope he wasn't? He's, he's human. He's a real person. He just got thrown in prison for doing good. Of course he's discouraged. Let's pick up the story in Matthew chapter 11. I'm just going to read a couple verses. Now, notice now. John the Baptist is in prison. Jesus is already going about his ministry, performing miracles, teaching like no one has ever taught. Uh, one thing after another, able to confront the religious leaders of the day. And it's more about Christ, about re- not about religion. And he's just been able to do all these miracles. John is discouraged. You know what he asked his friends to do that came to visit him in prison? Hey, do me a favor. Would you go ask Jesus this question? And this is what he does, Matthew chapter 11, and verse 2. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you, this is what he asked his, his, his friends to ask Jesus. Are you the coming one, or do we need to look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things what you hear and see. Let me just read the next two verses. Jesus is speaking now. This is what I want you to tell John. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. So he affirms his friends, hey, tell John who I am. Remember the question? He's so spiritually empty. He's so discouraged. He's gotten so busy with, if you will, ministry. And the next thing you know, he lands in prison for doing what's right. You ever ask yourself the question, whatever's going on in your life, Hey, I, you know, you're not perfect, but I'm, I'm trying to do whatever's right. You're trying to do the right thing with your family and with all that you do at work and everything that's going on and you're busy. And why me? Why did this happen to me? Lord, I don't get this. That's exactly what John the Baptist was doing. So if he, if he does it, I, I want to give you permission. It's okay. It's okay to, let me just say it this way. I've always said this. It's okay to ask the Lord questions. Just Don't question him. That's what I want you to get. See, if you and I question him, we get bitter. We get more discouraged. It's okay to ask the Lord questions. Just don't question him. In other words, know that you're always going to ask him questions. You're always going to go to him because you're going to trust him. So he asks him these questions, and his friends hear these, these answers, which... 
they needed to hear. It goes on further today that he says, hey, I want you to tell John something else. And, and let's go down to verse 11. Assuredly, I say unto you, among those born of women, there has not been risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Jesus, his words encouraged John the Baptist of who he is. See, the greatest prophet of what Jesus just calls him was still spiritually empty. See, I, I, I don't know if you're like me, but when you read the Bible, sometimes you back away from it a little bit because you don't feel like you're in, the, you're in that same realm of where they're at. But they're just like we are. They have times they go through adversity. Of course, more than anything, he's now in prison. He's spiritually empty and he's discouraged. But the thing we have to understand today, what does he do? He doesn't do this, which we all do. He doesn't roll it around his head and not ask the Lord a question. See, I want you to, okay, if you're, if you're there today, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, and you don't feel you fit in, or you don't feel like this is going the way you thought life was going to go, and all these different things that are happening to you, and I, I want you to know it's okay, but when you are at that place, you need to call someone. You recognize that you need to be filled back up, the same as a vehicle. But the important thing, we've got to ask for help. You have to be willing to do it. And more than anybody else who's always going to be there, all your friends, all your family, can. yes, it's great, and they're going to be there as much as they can for you. But they can't be there all the time. Jesus is there with you tonight at 3 in the morning. He's there. He's there with you whenever you want to talk to him. He's always there. And he's always there to encourage you. That's what he did. That's what he did with John. Can you imagine what he, he, he was questioning. This is, this is the one who baptized Jesus. And here he's questioning his faith. I want you to know we're not perfect. I want you to know you're at the place. Sometimes you question that and you get to the place where when you're empty, you're all staying just as busy. You're doing everything that you've got to do. And, and to some, you might think that, hey, you're getting, it, you're getting it done. But you can only go so far. And then something's got to give. And those relationships will give and they'll, they'll be burned down. Other things will happen. Your health, all kinds of stuff can. And I, I'm not saying everybody's health happens because of that. But I can tell you this. A lot of times people's health gets destroyed because why? We all know why. Doctor tell you because of stress. You're doing too much. And so what the Lord says here, Jesus just encourages him. Was John still in prison? <laughs> Lord, you please get me out of this situation. Help me whatever it is. No, we, we want that, don't we? And sure, we, we want to get out of whatever it is. And we want it to happen. But I want you to know from this example, 
you know, Jesus could have very easily created an earthquake and like we saw in the New Testament, the book of Acts, and, and uh, John would have been out of prison. He's still there. Here's what I want you to get to that is we're going to look at a couple more verses. I want you to know, even though your circumstances are not and might not change for a while, can you imagine when John was encouraged by the words that were received? This is what Jesus does. How how does he do that? What do we have to do? What do we have to do to be encouraged then? Let's find the answer. Look in the Old Testament in the book of Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah chapter 17, and we're going to read verses, or I'm going to read verses 7 through 8. To be encouraged, to be blessed, what do we need to do? See, just the same as you've got to call somebody when you're at the place you've run out of gas. Well, the same as you're spiritually empty. You've got to call upon the name of the Lord. And just the same as John did. And what happened? He was encouraged. His circumstance didn't change. I'm here to tell you today, your circumstance might not change for a while. But look what the Lord says in uh, Jeremiah chapter 17. Blessed is the man, in other words, the believer who trusts in the Lord. There it is right there. Trust factor. The Lord says he's going to bless you. You're going to be encouraged. You're going to be blessed. Not by the way that you want the answer, but you're going to be blessed by a trust factor. Trust factor. We say, well, then what do I have to do? Dallas, give me something tangible that I, that I, I have to do to where I'm out of this place that I'm at that I'm spiritually empty. Well, let's, let's go on and see what the Lord says. Jeremiah 17 said, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, who hope, whose hope. That's, that's what you're doing here today. No matter what is going on in your life, no matter what is happening right now, you know that God can do anything. And by knowing that God can do anything, that he gives you hope. Notice not situation or a certain amount of money or whatever it might be. Nothing's wrong with making money. I've said that many times. I'm saying that we look to that for all the answers. What I'm saying is that that the way that you're going to get out of your situation is you always right now when it's not changing, he's still in prison when it's not changing, your hope is in God. Your hope is in Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He's there with you all the time. He's going to do something incredible in your life. And the only reason that we're not going to get it is because we do it another way. Or we get bitter and just give up. How many people that I grew up with in church and I had my years that I was out there too, but how many people now Hundreds, thousands maybe that I knew all those years. They're just out there. I've run into them. You run into them. 
Why? Because here's why. The Lord didn't come through and their time frame. So they gave up. Your hope, your hope is in not in a year, not in two years. Your hope isn't in not how much money is in your bank account. Your hope is in the Lord. That's when we start to become full. The Lord starts to fill us again. When we trust him, our hope is in him. So what, what does the, the Bible tell us further? God's word. So he gives us an example. You're the, this is the example. You're like a tree, okay? That's what he says. This is not Barbara Walters when she used to ask all those crazy questions to people like, well, if you're a tree, what kind of tree would you be? No, that's not what it is. If you're old enough to remember the Barbara Walters interview, that's why I said that. All right. And whose hope is in the Lord, for he shall be like a tree. So you're, you're like a tree now, all right? Planted by the waters, which spreads out its root by the river, and will not fear when the heat comes. Here it is. But the leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. It's all you got to do. This is it. It's all you got to do. You just got to get next to Jesus. That's it. That's it. And this day and age of society, got to do this, got to do that, got to do this. No. You just get next to Jesus. See, when you're close enough to the true and the living water, who is a picture of Jesus in the New Testament, when you're close enough to Jesus, you're constantly being filled. Did you, ever, did you ever just kind of watch a tree? You just look at a tree? What does a tree do that, 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 that has fruit, that fruit? You know, you're watching it. You sit down and it doesn't make sense. Well, I, I know. That's why I just said it. What are, you, what are you talking about? Here's what I'm getting at. None of us are going to go today and we're going to just watch a tree until it just bears fruit. What does a tree have to do? You say, I don't know. It just, it's just there. That's my point. My point with all of you today, you complicated. I complicated. You make it too complex. Got to do this, got to do that, got to do this, got to do that. I never forget, I was with a buddy of mine ministering. He was talking about another guy. He was trying to be encouraged. He was trying to get encouraged in the Lord. And this other guy was telling him, here's what you got to do. Another guy in ministry, okay? Anyway, ministry, you got to, you're ministering. You talk about to another guy in ministry. You get in order to get it right to encourage the guy. You got to make it complex because if it's not complex, then, you know, it just, it's just not, you know, it's not going to work, especially with another guy in ministry. So the guy starts going down the road. Well, first of all, here's what you need to do. Da, 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 da. This point under, this is underneath point one. Then he says, now this is the second thing you need to do. And he, there's three or four points under point two. And then there's a third thing you need to do. And then he has five things. And under each one of those things, I gave up under three. <laughs> under all that you have to do. I'm here to tell you today. I'm here to tell you today. Right here. That's it. All you got to do to get close to Jesus, you don't try and figure out. You're just there. You're just there. All you've got to do is to get next to the true and the river of life. And as your roots go in 
to that river of life, which is God's word. The Holy Spirit will fill you up. You don't have to do anything. You don't even have to try and figure your situation out. You don't even have to know where's it going to end, how's it going to end up, how's this going to, I don't know. I'm going to trust the Lord because my hope is in the Lord. So I'm going to just get next to him. And as I'm next to him, as I go through this, this more difficult time that I didn't think I'd be here and I didn't think I'd have to go through this, but, but here's where you are. Did, did you call upon the Lord? John knew what to do. Can you imagine how hard that must have been for him to do that? Will you ask Jesus, is he who he says that he is? Did Jesus reprimand him? No. Was John the Baptist this great warrior for God? Absolutely. Was he discouraged? No question. But he knew what to do. He asked the right person. I got news for you. You don't want to hear this, but I'm going to tell you anyways. You go to, you talk to four or five different people. I don't care who they are, your friends, and you tell them everything that's going on in your life. Five minutes later, they've forgotten it. I'm just telling you. They're too, yeah, they love you and they're going to call you and then get back. Yeah, hey, how you doing? But they're, they're too busy. They got everything going on just as much as you do. Your answer, your hope, your encouragement in this busy, crazy, uncontrollable, fearful world that we live in today is just always know, am I in the position to where I'm with the Lord? Let's look back at that verse again. We're going to close in just a minute. Jeremiah 17, last part of verse 8. Well, let me just read all of it again. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters. In other words, you're in, you're in, you're right there where Jesus is. Your roots are out going towards the river. You're being nourished by your heavenly father. And will not fear when heat comes, because it's going to come. But the leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Wow, that's amazing. When you're going through what you're going through, not only is the Lord going to fill you up all the way along, not the end when it's over, all the way through it. If you see it, you look for it. If you see it all the way along, the Lord's going to bless you. Yeah. So we have a choice today. We have a choice. It's so basic. Am I just going to position myself that I know that I'm always next to Jesus? I might be doubting. I might not be in a good place in my mind. I might be in you fill in a blank for yourself and even questioning like John the Baptist, the greatest in the Bible. But he knew who to ask the question. And this is you and I. His word is here. All we got to do is just pick it up. And the Holy Spirit, the river life that Jesus has given us, feeds our soul. 
Well, what happens? What's the end result? It's found in John chapter 7. John chapter 7 and verse 38. Before that, Jesus says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And in verse 38, he says, he who, there's that trust factor again. That's us today. You know, the reason we're not going to him for an answer, we just don't believe he's going to come through. We don't see it. It's still not changing. I want you to know you got to trust him. Whatever it is, because whatever you're going through right now is going to change, and whatever you're going through this year is going to be different from next year. It all changes to trust him. When we trust him, we're always close to him. When we're close to him, the Bible says when the heat comes, when the famine comes, when all of it hits you hard, the leaf is still green. You're not going to change. You're going to be stronger. Jesus tells us as he speaks, we close with this today. He who believes, verse 38, he who believes in me as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Bible tells us that Jesus is called the river of life. But isn't it interesting there when you read that? It says, but from us is going to flow rivers of life. You know what the Lord's trying to tell us there? When we so get to the place to where we know that the Lord is working, it's not changed yet. And things are still difficult, but you know that the Lord's coming through. And you've positioned yourself in that place to where you're by the river of life. And he is feeding your soul. And you're going through that process. And you're believing in him. You're trusting him. You know that he's going to come through. And you're still getting stronger through the process, even though things haven't changed. What is the Lord saying here? And never has been there a time in our generations that we have seen young people so hurting, so beat up, so abused, so not unsure of the future. Out of you will flow rivers of life. You know what we, we'll be able to do? See, whether we don't realize it or not, people at your job place, your kids, whoever it might be, they're constantly watching. You know, we used to have a thing at our dinner table years ago when the kids were little. And we'd sit around a dinner table and we'd have, we'd do this probably every three or four months. We'd have a night to where each person would imitate the other person. In other words, so my daughter could be me, okay? So, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, she starts to do and say the things that I did or do. And what's the first thing that I would do after? I don't do that. That's not me. That's not, I don't do that. We, we, need, we need each other. We need help. You're here. And your situation, 
just as beat up as everybody else, but you're getting stronger. You're not wilting through the process. The Lord in his word and through the power of his spirit is a miracle that you're, it's amazing. You're getting stronger. You know, you have hope. You know somehow the Lord is going to come through because he is your heavenly father. And it will change. And it will get better. He will if we trust him. So I'm here to tell you today as we close, just stay close to him. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to be like John. Ask the Lord a question. Stay close to him. Be right there by the river of life and you will be nourished. And through his word, the Holy Spirit so works in your life, out of your life, because I guarantee you there are people around you that are so hurting that need what you have. Friends, family, co-workers, you fill in the blank. That is amazing. I mean, those of you that have kids and your kids maybe are still little, what do you want for them? You want the best. And the way that you give them the best, you just be you and let them see you go through this life. But they will always, always, always remember who you relied upon. And they saw everything you go through. They know who you were. One day they accept Jesus. And they in life, they go down that road and they trust him. Because mom and dad did. That's what we want. That's why we're still here. Most of us have people we love already in heaven. And they await us. And you know what? The only reason the Lord hasn't come back, it's up to us. Out of us flows the river of life. Rivers. People are so empty today. They're filling their life with everything imaginable, and it's not working. And all we have to do is let them see Jesus, and they too can have hope in this life the way we do. Let's pray. Jesus, we're so grateful today. be uh, perfect. We don't have to, to have it all together, but Jesus, we just have to trust you. So I ask right now, whoever it is today, first of all, is a believer. Lord, you brought them here today for a reason. You had them for some reason this week decide or last night or this morning that I'm going to worship Jesus on the first day of the week. Sunday, when he rose from the grave. And Father, you have them here right now. So in the quietness of this time, Lord, let them know that you listen to them, that you hear them, that you have answers for them when there is no answer. You comfort them. 
church that Jesus may we just position ourselves that we are close to you the river the giver of life Father we love you because you first loved us and Lord maybe today maybe all that those need to hear is just sit before you this afternoon or tonight the power of your spirit will fill them get us through another day fathers we get through this thing called life and Lord we can have joy we can have peace along the way and the river that you've given us through the miracle becomes rivers that flow from our life to our sister, to our brother, to friends, to family, to co-workers, we can give them your hope. Father, if there's one here today that needs that hope, that's so empty, they don't know what to do, they've tried everything. Lord, may they, may they just step out today as we stand and Ben leads us in a closing song today. And if this is all new to them, let them know. All they have to do is take that step of faith and walk not towards me, but towards you. You will save them. You'll change their life. You'll give them hope. Father, if there's one here today that needs to do that, then may they come forward and I'll pray with them and they can find heaven as their home, Jesus, through you. Lord, if there's one here today, speak to their hearts right now. Lord, we'll just give you the praise. He's been leads us in these invitation songs in Jesus' name. Amen.